Father, we thank you for the privilege of being at Living Word, Living Word Church today with your precious people. Once again, we give you honor, we give you thanks, and we welcome the presence of your Holy Spirit with us, Lord. Where two or more are gathered, there you are. Thank you for being with us in power. Thank you for meeting needs today. But more than that, Lord, uh, launch us into our ministries to not only receive, but to be able to give to others. Not only to be blessed, but to be a blessing. Lord, I just believe there's so much potential in this church that just needs to be unleashed. That we just need to realize the power that you've put within us, oh God, to reach this world for Jesus Christ. May our hearts be sensitive, Lord, today to what you have to say to us. I ask you to go beyond what I say and speak to the individuals. Customize this message to each heart by the power of the Holy Spirit. And do exactly what you want to do, Lord. Help us to move with you today. And we give you the praise and the honor and the glory, Father. In Jesus' precious name. And all the people shouted, Amen. Amen. All right, John chapter 14, and to begin with, let's read verses 12, 13, and 14. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me. How many believe in Jesus here? Well, this is for you then. He or she that believeth in me, the works that I do. The works, this is Jesus talking, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Amen. I want to talk to you this morning about doing the works of Jesus. Might as well set the bar high today. Because Jesus, how many know Jesus did some great works? He opened the blind eyes. Amen. He made the lame to walk. He cast out demons. He set the captives free. He even raised the dead. Amen. And he brought life to people. Amen. And that's exactly what we're called to do. Amen. The works of Jesus. So here we have the 14th chapter of the book of John. And if we study the 14th, 15th, 16th, and 17th chapter, those are, well, especially 14, 15, and 16, Jesus is preparing his disciples for the time that he would be gone physically. One place it says, I think it's 16, 7, it says, it's expedient for you that I go away. Think of that. Many times we think, well, I just wish Jesus was here physically. But he says, it's expedient for you if I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come. So if you study the 14th, 15th, and 16th chapter, and then the 17th chapter deals with his intercessory prayer. Those are so rich concerning our life today and how to live it. Because Jesus was preparing them. You know, the other things are the history of what he did, and there's many teachings, but these in particular are very important, relevant to us as the church, because these are the things that Jesus told them to prepare them 
for what they were to do when he's gone physically. And we know in John 14, in the beginning of that chapter, Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And in my father's house are many mansions. So he started to talk to them about heaven. And, and he said that he was going to prepare a place for them. And of course, they said, well, we don't know how to get there. And Jesus says, well, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father but by me. And, and uh, they said, uh, show us the Father. And he said, have I been so long with you? In other words, I am the manifestation of the Father in the earth. I came to show you the Father. <laughs> in one place in Isaiah, he's called the everlasting Father. He is the express image of God. He says, show you the Father here. The Father's in me. And if you'll notice in the 11th uh, verse, it says, believe me that I am in the Father. In other words, in union with the Father and the Father in me. Believe it. Believe it. You know, I think the first, cha the first verse there says, uh, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Believe in Jesus. He is the answer. Amen. Then in the 11th verse, he says, believe that I'm in the Father and the Father in me. Believe it. Believe. God so loved the world that whoso God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life by trusting in him. We're saved. That's why he said, you believe in God. He's speaking to these Jewish people. They believe in God. He says, believe in God. You believe in God. Believe also in me. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Then he says in verse 11, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. He says, believe in me. But if you can't believe in me, just believe in me for the work's sake. The dead were raised. The lepers were cleansed. The, eye, the blind eyes were opened. Signs and wonders were done. God uses signs and wonders to help us to believe. When Susan and I came to the Lord back in uh, 1977, we were aided by the fact that we saw a miracle. A friend of mine invited me to church over and over, and I think many of you have heard me tell the story about it, how... Uh, thank God for people that invite people to church. Amen. And they were nice to us and invited us to their house and then said once again, come to our church. And we went. And at that particular service, my friend that had invited me was healed. He had rheumatic fever, fever as a child. He had a deformed uh, valve as a result in his heart. The doctors were recommended, uh, recommending open heart surgery. And in that meeting, God healed him. And his blood pressure was restored to normal. And within three weeks, the heart murmur that he had was gone. God had my attention. God uses miracles to get people's attention. Those people, those miracles you saw there, God was using those healings to demonstrate his love for them. To let them know that he not only wanted to heal them physically, but he wanted to heal their spiritual life and heal their relationship with him. God uses miracles. And here it says, verily, verily, which means truly, truly. Listen to this. This is the facts. You know, uh, dragnet, just the facts, ma'am. 
Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto the Father. How many believe Jesus tells the truth? Now, how many of you said you believe in Jesus? You don't have as many hands now. <laughs> Wave your hand if you believe in Jesus. This is for you. He that believeth in me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto the Father. Jesus said believers will do his works. We are to do the things that he did. In fact, we are to be like Jesus. 1 John 4, 17 says, as he is, so are we in this world. You want to see how you're to live? Just read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Follow the pattern. He's the pattern son. Amen? When you're a child, you're supposed to be in subjection to your parents. You're supposed to grow up and be faithful. You're supposed to be baptized. You're supposed to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And you're supposed to minister. Amen? Just like Jesus. And you're supposed to be willing to take up your cross, too. Be like Jesus. You're supposed to have the character of Jesus. You're supposed to have the love of God like Jesus. And you're supposed to do the works that Jesus did. You. That means you. Turn to your neighbor and say, this means you. Come on. Give them a poke. You say, well, that's just one scripture. I don't know about that. You know, we're, you know, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, every matter will be established. Amen. Mark 16, go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. These signs shall follow them that in my name they'll cast out devils. Amen. Take up serpents, drink any deadly things, shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is our ministry according to Jesus Christ. God sent me to challenge you to come into your ministry. Amen. To begin to flow in the ministry that God has given you to operate in. It does not say, he that is an apostle shall do the works of Jesus. It does not say, he that is a pastor, or evangelist, shall do the works of Jesus. Or elders in the church shall do the works of Jesus. It says, he that believes. Every member. Amen. Every member a minister. Praise God. You know that scripture, go ye into all the world. Thank God our pastor today, he's over in, in uh, Romania. Thank God for that. Hallelujah. You know, most of you, you can't be there today. But you know what? There's places that he can't be today. That you can. Amen. And he said, all the world. That's all the factories, all the nursing homes, all the offices, the places where you work, the places where you live, the houses you go to, where your relatives are. That's all the world. Amen. And they need Jesus. And God wants them to believe in him because then they can be saved. He says, believe in me. But if you can't believe in me, believe me for the work's sake. We need to see the demonstration of God's power today all around the world.
right where you live, right where you work, in your community, where you go. This is the word of God. Hallelujah. And I believe that God wants us to stretch our faith and begin to move into, press into this thing as the body of Christ. You know, God, I believe God has destiny for this church. I believe in this church. Amen. When you guys had your anniversary, God gave me a word that there, that God was planning an explosion of ministry through this church. Amen. And, you know, the pattern that the spirit that's in your pastor, God doesn't want that just to be in him. God wants that to be in the entire church. Amen. That go ye spirit, that ministering to people spirit. God wants that to be released. That same pattern, that same uh, pioneering attitude. Hallelujah. And, you know, when he goes over there and he's gone for several weeks, you know, it's not time for a lull. Let down. Oh, well, pastor's gone. We'll just hang in there till he gets back. No, 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 no. It's time to step forward. It's time to move out. It's time to get moving for the Lord. You are the body of Christ. Hallelujah. And members in particular. And God wants to bring release to your ministry. Hallelujah. In this day and hour. So when he goes... It's time to take a step forward. And you know what? When he comes back, it's time to take another step forward. And when he goes again, it's time for another. It's time for this church to move with God. Hallelujah. Because Jesus is Lord. And the Holy Spirit is here. And he lives in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love that. Verse in Ephesians 4.11, he gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. And the Amplified Version, it says, so that they might do the work of ministering towards building up Christ's body of the church. You have that in you. You have that capacity to minister, to build up the church. To be like those friends of ours that invited us to church, to to be Jesus out in the community where you live, where you work, letting his compassion flow through you to needy people. You have the capacity to do that. God uses ordinary people. Amen. I believe that this is the move of God in this day and hour, what we're talking about here. This is exactly what God has planned for this time in history. Amen. There was a man named Tommy Hicks, and I wrote about it in, in the book, You Can Touch the World. And he was an evangelist in, I think, like the 50s. And God gave him a vision. And he saw this great giant, like Gulliver's Travel Giant, and, and was laying on the ground with all this garbage and all this trash and all this junk all over. But the, the giant began to pull all the garbage off. It began to break loose and began to stand up in power. And then he saw the vision. The giant melted into like streams of silver and gold all over the world. It was like rivers of gold and silver running all over the world. And then God showed him a vision 
of ordinary people, butchers and bakers and candlestick makers, people like you and me. You know, if God can use me to do those things you saw in that video, and I don't take any credit for it, but I mean, if I can be part of that, so can you. Amen. Because I guarantee you, I am not anybody special. I'm just as special as you are. <laughs> God uses ordinary people. And his vision, he saw ordinary people, just people going into huts and, and raising the dead and doing miracles and signs and wonders. And you know that's what's happening in this day and hour right now. That's exactly what's happening. Get in the move. Amen. You know, we need the fivefold ministry. We will need that, he said, and to, for the perfecting of the saints till, you know, till we all come into full maturity. We're going to need that. We're going to need those gifts, and we should respect the fivefold ministry gifts. But we also need to respect the body of Christ because the whole body of Christ, because Jesus lives in you. And it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. And this is the, this is the thing that, this is the end time revival. This is the end time move of God we're talking about right here. The works that I do, shall you do also. The devil thought, well, I'll get rid of this Jesus. I'll just get him crucified. <laughs> no, he rose from the dead and he multiplied. Hallelujah. And he was speaking his faith here. He was saying, this is what's going to happen. The works that I do shall, shall you do also. And we, if we read the book of Acts, we see that happening. We see Peter and Paul and others doing the things that Jesus did. Raising the dead even. Yes. But I believe in this hour, we're going to see a greater manifestation than the book of Acts. But I believe there's going to be such astounding things that we're going to see in this day and hour if we'll just believe and press into those things. Amen? Now, you may say, well, yeah, I, I prayed for somebody once and it didn't work. And I don't know about this stuff. We'll just leave that to Pastor Nate. Listen, folks, this is the Bible. I'm here to challenge you with the word of God. I tell you what, the first time you pray for somebody, they may not get healed. You've got to work at, you know, Char how many of you ever heard of Charles and Francis Hunter? You know, they had a tremendous healing ministry. In fact, they, they got into this teaching others to heal the sick. That was really, the, you know, kind of the focus of their ministry towards the end of their ministry. But they said that they saw this in the word of God, that they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And they began to do it. They said they laid hands on about a thousand people and hardly anything happened. But they saw it in the word. So they just kept doing it. They kept doing it. They kept pressing in. We've got to keep pressing in. We've got to keep pressing in. We've got to keep doing the word, believe in God. Don't be discouraged. You know, not everybody that we prayed for over in India was instantly healed. But we've got to have faith in God to do what he said. Amen. And leave the results to him. Amen. And continue to do the works of Jesus. And these things that begin to happen, we'll begin to learn how to flow in that ministry and in that anointing. 
to do what Jesus did. I may are ready. I may are a little more enthusiastic about being ready. All right, let me give you three keys this morning to doing the works of Jesus. Number one, believe. Believe. Have faith in God. Amen? Have faith in God. Mark eleven twenty two. Have faith in God. For whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things that he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. We need to be believing believers. The fellow came to Jesus and said, Lord, if you can do anything, help my son. If you can do anything about this mess, if you can help me, help me. Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. We know from the scripture that believing is the thing that opens the door for God to do his mighty works in our lives. Believing. Simply believing. I want you to know those people that you saw receiving healings. You know, I'm sure most of them have never had a teaching on five steps how to receive from God. That isn't what we taught when we were over there. We taught, we preached the gospel. We just preached the gospel. Jesus is the healer. Jesus is the savior. Amen. And you know what they did? They just simply believed. They had childlike faith. And I think sometimes our problem is we make faith too hard. We make it too complicated. Amen. The reason we do that is because we have to unlearn so much religious tradition in order to be able to receive from God. They just, you tell them, they believe it. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. They believe it and they receive it. Some of those people, you know, were just barely Christian, just to receive Christ just then or some of them may not have even received Christ yet. Do you know Jesus heals unbelievers too? Demonstrates his love in that way. So we're talking about three keys to doing the works of Jesus. Number one, believe. Okay? Number two, the power of the Holy Spirit. You and I can't heal a flea. Do you hear me? But he said, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Including West Bengal. That's a new territory for us. We went to the north of India this time. The power of the Holy Spirit is the way that God does these things. We need to seek God for the baptism of the Holy Spirit if we don't have it. And then when we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, then we need to live in the Spirit. Amen? We need to practice the presence of God. We need to pray in the Holy Spirit. And we need to learn to yield to Him and let His Spirit flow through us. You know, I was in North Dakota. I'm going to be out there next month again for some ministry. But I was pastoring a church and... Uh, we were looking for some land to build a church on and this farmer on the edge of town had some land. So we went out to visit him 
and we're sitting out there, and the sun's going down. One thing about North Dakota, they have beautiful sunsets. The sun's going down. It's just beautiful. And he's, but he started talking about these physical problems he had. And the compassion of Jesus just rose up in me as he was talking. And I said, Richard, can we pray for you? And I laid hands on him. And there was My son was there, I think, and another brother. And we just said, in the name of Jesus, be healed. And you know what? That man was healed. He had... Uh, high triglycerides. It was in the 1900 range. It's supposed to be under 300. It was very bad, you know. And God healed him. He went back to the doctor, and his triglycerides were normal. In fact, they tested him three times because they said, there's no way you go from 1500 to 200, whatever it was. There's no way that happens. But every time they tested him, it was normal. God healed him. That's the compassion. See, the compa- be moved with compassion. You have to be sensitive enough to the Holy Spirit while you're working at the factory or whatever you do. Amen? Now, now you know, don't uh, take time away from your boss to lay hands on the sick, you know, when you're on the clock or something. You've got you've to use some wisdom here. But you're in that place for, to be a witness, you see. And when that compassion comes upon you, that's the Holy Spirit moving you to minister to somebody. It might not be a physical thing. It might be a a problem in their marriage or a problem with their kids. But the Holy Spirit has the answer for that person. And he also has the key to that person's heart, how that they can accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, because that's the goal of the works of Jesus. It's not just that we could have all these works and we could say we're hot stuff, you know. So the people will come to the Lord. And that compassion, you see, that's the Holy Spirit. That's the love of God. You know, the Bible said the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit. The works of Jesus, Jesus did those works out of compassion. He was, the Bible said he was moved with compassion and he healed the sick. So we're talking about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the move of the Holy Spirit. You need to be sensitive. You need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then you need to be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit's doing. And let him move through your life to minister to people. Can I have an amen? And you'll do the works of Jesus. And the final thing I want to talk about, keys to doing the works of Jesus, is the name of Jesus. See, Jesus said, He that believeth in me, the works that I do, shall he do also. Greater works than these shall he do, because I go to the Father. Well, he went to the Father. What does that have to do with it? Well, it's expedient for you that I go away, for if I go not away, the comforter will not come, the Holy Spirit. So it's the Holy Spirit is the key to those works. You notice in Jesus' ministry, we have no miracles recorded until the Holy Spirit came upon him. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. And by the way, every person that's born again has the Holy Spirit. But then there's there's another dimension that not every person has, which is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. For me, it really both came at the same time. I surrendered my life to the Lord. I was born again and filled with the Spirit. Sometimes it's not at the same time. But we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so seek him for that. And because he said, because I go to the Father. And then he said, whatever you ask in my name, in what? In my name, the name of Jesus, 
How can you and I do the works of Jesus? In the name of Jesus. He's given us the right to use his name. So I don't go in the name of Tom Shanklin Ministries. Our living word church. Thank God for, you know, it's a good name. But there's a better name. (laughs) The name. The name of Jesus. Did you know that God has given you the right to use the name of Jesus? If you believe in him, God has given you the right to use the name of Jesus. In Philippians 2, it says, Wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name that's above every name. So if you're facing off with cancer, it's a good name to use because it's the name above cancer. If you're facing off against demonic power, it's a good name to, to use because he's the name above every name. God has given him a name that's above every name. He's lifted him up above all principalities and powers. There's power in the name of Jesus. Remember Peter And John went down to the temple in the hour of prayer. And there's a man there that's lame from his mother's womb. Never walked a day in his life. Begging for alms. Peter said, silver and gold have I none. I don't know if he had some back at home, but he didn't have any money with him. Silver and gold have I none. Money doesn't solve everything. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. Such as I have, give I thee. Well, what did he have? He had faith in God. He had the power of the Holy Spirit. And he had the name of Jesus. And he said, such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand. And he lifted him up. I did this one time in church service and there was a girl sitting on the front row or second row like this and I pulled her right on the floor. <laughs> Good I didn't pull too hard. Such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And he went walking and leaping and praising God. Walking and leaping and praising God. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm kind of excited. I just saw a tumor dissolved a month ago. I just saw pe- pains from people instantly gone. Hallelujah. I don't see why we need to just limit it to India. Amen. How about right here? Amen. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for your goodness, for your love, for your counsel, your consolation, the counselor, the helper, the Holy Spirit. Help us, Lord, to move into what you have for us today. In Jesus' name, I pray. Thank you.